Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. Joined today by Mark Azule, all the way from, where are you hanging out, Mark? I'm from Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado, beautiful. And you've got some nice weather there at the moment, I hear, well away mm -hmm. from the horrible bushfires in California. So folks, this is gonna be fascinating because we normally talk about marketing. And when I tell you what Mark does for a living, you're gonna think, oh, that's not marketing. But in many respects, it's actually at the root of marketing. It's kind of like the root cause of effective marketing because Mark's actually a psychotherapist and he's got a private practice in Boulder, Colorado. He's the current president of the Four Corners Group Psychotherapy Society. He blends backgrounds, this is what I find fascinating, in neuroscience and Eastern philosophy or religion to help clients that have a harmful relationship to their inherent aggression. What does that mean, Mark? Well, so from a psychoanalytic lens, aggression is kind of what we're talking about with marketing. It's getting what you want. So the idea is that the humans are the most aggressive of all the animals. All right. right? That's what sets us apart. Okay. So we can bend our environment to our will. So, the, yeah. So that's really interesting. A harmful relationship to their inherent aggression. Because we think of inherent aggression as bad, but not necessarily. More on that in a moment. So he helps people uncover and destroy the unconscious barriers that cripple them by using a blend of modern psychoanalytic and contemplative psychotherapy. I can't wait. So the title, which I think is brilliant, and I didn't come up with it, of course. Mark came up with it, is How to Avoid the Nice Guy slash Gal Syndrome and Wake the Sleeping Dragon. I'm going to tell you how to do that in just seven minutes. Mark... Our time starts now. Question number one, who's your ideal client? Yeah, well, thanks for having me before I dive into it. Yeah, so my ideal client are people that are struggling with aggression, with willpower, with drive, with connection, with making the change that they want in their lives. Typically, um, especially in places like Boulder that are very progressive, very you know privileged areas, it's people that are too nice, right? People that bend over backwards, say yes to everything, you know, are just always accommodating. Right. But what happens is that those people underneath it is pure rage, like a lot of resentment, a lot of pain, a lot wow. of hurt. And those people, um, unfortunately, end up acting out. Those people end up becoming the people that are doing sexual assault, that are doing domestic violence, wow. um, that are snapping at some point. So, so I help people to get in touch with their aggression so that it doesn't come to that point. Going off script here, but can the aggression be a positive thing if it's if managed right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, kind of what you're talking about before is that there's this thing that's happening in culture where all aggression is bad. And I personally don't agree with that. I think aggression is, again, what put humans where we are and it's what we have to offer. Mm. This mm. idea of having willpower, of inventing technologies, of being curious and pursuing discovery, of really trying to make the world a better place. Um, that's something that is very inherent to the human experience. Positive so aggression. You know, properly, aggression is, is creativity, it's, it's art, it's, it's beauty, it's, it's science, you know, right. all those and, things. And the reason I see this as the, as the source of the foundation of all marketing is that if we don't have the psychology um, well-balanced, if you like, and in fact that it has positive intent, or we don't have enough aggression, then we're probably not going to get very far. So, can question number two, uh, just over five minutes left. Well, let's just combine two and three. Can you define the problem you solve and the symptoms? So, if someone has this problem, they're going to go, ah, that's me. What sort of symptoms? Yeah, so the symptoms is actually the person's angry all the time. They're going to feel disgruntled. They're going to feel bitter. They're going to feel like a victim. They're going to feel like the whole world is against them. Wow. Um, but on the outside, they're going to be very, very nice and very pleasant and very polite. Right. Uh, but inside, they're going to feel very stifled, you know, wow. and, and like unable to really express themselves. They might feel lonely. 
Um, they might feel that they censor everything that they say. There's just kind of this dual life thing happening, right? A person that has a lot of aggression might gossip a lot, for example. There's a few little boxes that have just checked off in my mind. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so what are the common mistakes people make? So that they're aware that they've got this anger deep down and they're trying to be nice to everyone all the time. So they're, they're sort of woken up to what's happening here and they're probably going to try some stuff like maybe drinking too much red wine. So what are some of the common mistakes that people make when they're trying to solve the problem? Four minutes left, and that is question four. So common mistakes that psychotherapists, people in my industry make, they don't invite the aggression in enough, right? A lot of therapists try to get people to calm down and take a deep breath and, and you know, self-soothe and just, you know, be relaxed. And for people that are actually too nice, that's the wrong intervention. People need to actually find a way to release that aggression and practice being in touch with it so that it doesn't come to rule their lives later. What I would say for people struggling with that problem is finding safe outlets to practice aggression, whether it be you know, with some trusted friends or in martial arts um, or out in the wilderness, places to actually practice being in that aggressive drive. Yeah, um, in New Zealand, we just- a great place for people to practice. In New Zealand, we just play rugby. Yeah, rugby's <laughs> fantastic. Question number five, three minutes left. We're talking about solutions. So this, this question is at the right time. What's one valuable free action that an audience member could implement that's going to help them to handle this problem? Yeah, well, so the most valuable free action that I can give is actually mindfulness. So you talked about that I bring contemplative psychotherapy uh, before. That's essentially Buddhist thought. So this idea of tapping into your present moment and being honest with yourself. So many people that struggle with aggression, it's almost unconscious where they don't let themselves be angry, right? They don't, they don't even notice those little moments of like, you know, or those moments of like, I really want that. And they end up feeling depressed because they're shutting down desire, they're shutting down passion, shutting down competition. So a, a totally free action is really just paying attention to oneself mm. and noticing those moments when that aggression, that desire boils up in, in yourself, you know, being honest with yourself and, and honoring those. This is an interview that could go on for hours. Um, it's like, how, how deep does the rabbit hole go? I'm just sitting here thinking, boy, we've just probably described 90% of the planet and putting, you know, you're putting your finger on probably 99.9% of acts of violence and, you know, all sorts of dysfunctional behavior. Question number six, one minute 45 left. What's one valuable free resource that you could give people that's going to help them a little further with the problem? It may not solve the whole problem, but it help them dive a bit deeper in it. A good resource that I help, I work mainly with young men. And what a lot, what a young man, I was working with a client earlier today, and he was talking in session, he was saying, you know, I don't speak with passion. When I talk, everything I say is monotone, and everything is flat, and it's like I'm just communicating information. So a great resource, and I would encourage this for you know, men and women across the board, is actually to go on YouTube and to find speakers that speak with emotion, that speak with that aggression, that, with that drive, that are really evocative in, in speaking. And I'm not going to say one in general, but I really find it helpful to find mentors that are able to embody that emotional state um, that one person would want to help to incorporate into their own sense of self. Would you just point people in the right direction, perhaps be able to drop a couple of names that people could Google or YouTube and go, yeah, that's a oh, good example. Someone is Sure. Well, some of mine are actually marketing people. So some of the ones that I like, um, I like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, I think really embodies aggression in terms of marketing very well. Grant Cardone is another one that embodies aggression. Uh, Tim Ferriss is fantastic when he talks about that, that type of stuff. Tony Robbins, to a lesser extent, he's more about hyper motivation, but people that speak with, with power, right? With, with, uh, with, with gravitas. Thank you. Uh, Yes. All right. Question uh, number seven. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? 20 seconds left. Oh, I think the one question that, that you should have asked me is about my own story with aggression. Let's give you 50 seconds for that. Okay. I used to be very shy. 
I mean, I wasn't. No, but um, <laughs> I used to a short story. Yeah, true story. Um, and I realized that that shy didn't really work. And something that I, I want to share with people is that what motivated me out of that was actually like anger and something that is not talked about a lot. I was very frustrated, fed up, and that got me out of my pain. Mm. And something that is, again, kind of pushed down by my industry saying that, you know, being motivated by things like anger or sadness is bad. You should be motivated by things like gratitude or inspiration or, you know, or joy. But sometimes it's not that clean. So for the listeners out there that are feeling bad and use those bad emotions, you can actually use them to make change in your life instead of having them control you. And we have this very dualistic view of the world that these emotions are good, these emotions are bad. And that sounds like that's the, the sort of thinking that can get us all tripped up. Exactly. And that's the sort of thing that leads to atrocities and things around the world because those bad emotions, when suppressed, come back stronger. Mark Ursula, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.